Hey, this is Chad, spiritual punk rock redneck, episode 14. Uh, this episode is a real good one. I, honestly, they just keep getting better. Um, yeah, I, uh, the guy I have on, my buddy Chris, we only had one summer like bromance together, which we talk about um, back in like 2009, uh, and... You know, there's just some people you meet in this life on this journey that you just, man, like everything connects, like your mindsets are on the same wavelength and I don't know, it's, it's interesting, uh, how some people just resonate with you so well. And Chris is one of those people, like, I I don't know, there's just very few people that I've met on this planet that I just vibe so well with. I mean, without getting too erotic, dude, I, I, Chris, I wish you were a chick, man. You would be my fucking soulmate, (laughs) but but we'll keep it as buddies, uh, until the next life. But (laughs) dude, we, we kind of jump all around. We get kind of heavy in some spots, but we bring it back out, lighten it back up. And you can tell we haven't talked in a long time because we we go, you know, here and there. But it's a real fun talk, and I really enjoyed having Chris on the podcast. I can't wait to have him on again. And you know what? Honestly, like, I feel like the podcast has really brought Chris back into my life. And I, I'm excited to, you know, I don't know, just reignite, like, a, a conversation. Like, to just keep the dialogue going. Um, and I guess I just know you guys are really going to like this. Chris, I have you on the podcast because we had like a one and of a one of a kind like true summer bromance. <laughs> like like I meet a lot of people, you know, or I've met a lot of people and some people you can write them off as like non-player characters. You are a real person. you are a real person like i might be you know you might you might sometimes think like maybe i'm the only one that actually exists and everybody else is just like a projection of my own thoughts right like that could be right you have no way to (laughs) you have no way to disprove it but for some reason i fucking know you're real dude (laughs) And that is that is one of the kindest things anyone's ever said to me. Oh man. Um No. <laughs> and and let's just jump right back to that summer. So what what is it like 2008? 2009. 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So summer of 2009. I'm from Wisconsin, you're from Florida, and I travel down there to do some an archaeology field school 
and I do two portions of it where I do some terrestrial archaeology in the beginning for a couple of weeks, and I work on a really cool site. Um, maybe I'll get into it on another podcast. I'm not going to get into that site now. Um, but then the underwater portion, uh, you took that on the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. We had the we had the option um, to do you know, both field schools, the terrestrial and the maritime. And I was like, uh, no, I think I'll be on the boat all summer, please. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So that was a, that was an easy call for me, but, um, in hindsight, I probably should have done both. <laughs> but, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like you missed much in what I did. I think that like, okay, if you did the underwater portion first, this is getting real technical, but like if you did, <laughs> if you had done the underwater portion first and then the terrestrial portion second, you would have made the most out of that summer. In hindsight, you know what I mean? Either way. So the uh, the underwater site that we worked on is so spectacularly cool to American history. And there's just not a lot of people out there that know about it or have got to, like, physically touch it, you know. And so I just want to leave. What do you remember? What do you know about the Emanuel Point, I guess, EP2, Emanuel Point 2 shipwreck. You can tell the whole story of what you remember. Well, from what I remember from that 2009 field school is just partying and getting hammered a lot. <laughs> when, I really learned, when I really learned anything about Pensacola history and DeLuna and the fleet of 1550. You know, the years after. <laughs> yeah. But that summer, it was, it, I mean, it's tongue-in-cheek. I really did learn a shit ton. However, uh, that summer was, I, I just turned 21. Um, It was a blast to just be out of, like, the areas I grew up and stuff, living on my own. Uh, granted, I was living in St. Pete, going to, doing my undergrad, but I hadn't uh, really, like, my, my hometown was an hour and a half away. So, but, um, yeah, that field school was just a one of a kind, just most amazing introduction to scuba diving and underwater archeology span as a whole. Um, you know, the, uh, it's such a rare opportunity to do what we did. And for me, just some, you know, little punk from, the Tampa area, like showing up like, yeah, I want to scuba, scuba dive. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't value it then, but years after, obviously I, I went to grad school in Pensacola too. And it was just a, such a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. I just, I, you know, and honestly I was out on the boat like last week, my buddy's boat and we were just going down the river. And as soon as he got up on plane, it brought me immediately back to every single morning that is so beautiful to just like put a boat in the water in the morning and then get up on plane, go out to the pontoon. This was a cool sight. So these, what, like 450 something, it was the 450th anniversary the year that we worked on it in 2008. Correct. Of the ships wrecking. These are Spanish colonizing ships there's four wrecks in total right that documents historically documented should be there yes Histor the historical record says there should be four shipwrecks there 
They found the first one. That one had been completely done. And then they'd found a second one. And that's the one that we were working on. So we were dredging. It's where it's like an underwater vacuum cleaner. And you're taking all the sediment out and then taking the rocks and moving them into a big pile at the front. And that's basically it. And then documenting the wood that you find and um, conserving any artifacts found along the way. The underwater vacuum has like a net on the back end. Um, and that's the dredge spoil. And at the end of every single day, we had to sit there and sift the spoil, you know, and it was a, it was a love hate thing because it was awesome to dredge, right? It was so (laughs) much fun to dredge, to just underwater vacuum while you're scuba diving and like, and reveal this 450 year old shipwreck in front of your eyes. Like it was just, oh my God. It was so awesome. First, uh, yeah. The, the first time I saw one of the supervisors come up with a cannonball in his hand. It oh, was my like God. One of the stone, stone carved cannonballs. I was like, yep, this is what I want to do forever. Yeah. Um, oh, it was such a cool experience. And what? What's up? <laughs> Dude, let me just tell you. Okay. We, the barge was already set, but we had to dive off the barge and then like do some skills, right? Oh, uh, do you remember that in the very beginning before we worked the on the beginning yeah, in the very beginning before you yep. could work on the shipwreck you dove off the barge like very near like right off the other side of the rack and you had mm-hmm. to like tie knots and stuff like this underwater to prove your your worth or whatever and <laughs> but when i did that i came down on the bottom and i put my foot on something and i reached down and i picked up a glass bottle and I was fucking geeked. I was like, oh, my God. Like, because I knew the shipwreck was right there. You know what I mean? And I still have that bottle because it would, it, because it had, like, sparked something in me. Like, I like I picked it up, and then underwater I examined it closely, and I saw that it had a screw top. But it had, you know, some uh, concretion already built on it. You know, and so yeah. I kept it, dude, because it had sparked something in me, and I knew that. I knew regardless of the fact that it was a modern artifact, but the fact that I found it right next to the shipwreck and, like, how it made me feel, I, I still haven't, dude. Like, um, the, the feeling of, like, finding something, we can talk about, like other wrecks we've been on too. If, yeah. if you wanted to, or whatever. Way, yeah. I don't care. The, the feeling that comes over you when you're not only in an environment that you're not naturally supposed to be in, like we're not supposed to be swimming around, but we can, oh, Yeah, but to be there and then to find things that no one's seen, touched or used, or maybe even knew about for any length of time, let alone almost 500 years. Like it's such an overwhelmingly like, awesome feeling like full body high just like the the energy and excitement i get from discovery and just finding stuff Mm -hmm. like you said it could be a modern bottle that nobody's you know it's worth nothing like uh, historically or whatever but just like exploring and and finding things that have been lost is such a cool experience especially when you're diving 
you know, in what we called sweet tea water. It was horrible. I remember those those checkout dives. We had to like put together a dredge head or something on yeah. the first thing I did, and the it, it, it had just rained, so the water was so dark. I couldn't see. Nobody could see their hand in out in there in front of their face. Yeah, like that was a good visibility day. I'm so uh, comfortable. Sometimes. I'm like more comfortable in zero viz than I am in like 10 feet of viz. Cause Absolutely. 10, cause 10, sometimes, cause still. 10 feet of viz is fucking scary. Like, because you can just see enough to know there's something out there that <laughs> yes. you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see far enough to think that you see something and it's like, Oh shit. I don't want to, you, yeah. you think you see shadows. Yeah. And, you know, I kept having to tell myself, well, I can't see anything. So, you know, if it's my time, it's my time. Let's get to work. Oh, no, but yeah, you you can just focus easier because yeah. there isn't that extra element of, of visibility, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. No, but getting back to like the tangible, I don't know, experience of finding artifacts or something untouched or just that experience, it's it's like a real i don't know it's like i guess the like the most three-dimensional like realistic feeling you can have because you can sit in front of your television and you're not having a human experience right you're not having a three-dimensional right here right now in today feeling what this earth is about experience and that's what you're having there is you pick something up and you know that nobody else has touched it since the last person. And I've done this in terrestrial sites and underwater. And I don't know, there's like a connection that vibrates through time, but it's on this, it's on the plane that we, we, we live on. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, there's the connection it's, on this three-dimensional plane, and then there's also the connections that we have, like, right now through a video chat or the connection we have through our television or the connection we have through a dream. But when you connect physically on the flat three-dimensional plane of Earth time, it it sends a shockwave, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing. I feel you. You become uh, part of the story. Absolutely, and like how you said, you you were on the boat the other day, and you hit plane, and it just like brought you back to those moments. Yeah, it's really hard. Like I feel you on that. It happens a lot, but it's 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 really hard to recreate those initial like emotions and just the feelings that it had from like those first few days out on that site because it was also new. And it was like really settling, like settling in, like how much weight, like the, the, the purpose of our excavation was and just like me being there, I just had felt like I didn't deserve to be there at all. And I was looking around like, why did any of us deserve to be here? I'm a clown and I know that dude's even worse than I am. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that dude's got to go for sure. (laughs) But uh, I was like, we don't, we shouldn't be here. This is way above my pay grade. You're like, and it was but yeah, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't replace it for the world. And that, that summer it was, it was, I'm glad I got to stay out there all 10 weeks too. And like not switch up. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, you definitely get an imposter syndrome, especially like when you're in the lab and you're looking at the cockroach wings that come from the roaches that lived aboard the ship. And then, and then you see that the rats were eating the other rats on the ship, like through their bones. And you, yeah, there's, there's like a why am, what selected me to be the, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the, the recipient of this knowledge. I, I guess. felt unworthy of the moment and in that experience for sure. Yeah. And can I tell you my, my coolest yes, thing please. I found out there? It didn't happen that summer, however. Okay. Um, yeah. See, I was only there that summer. You've, you're very familiar with this site. This is awesome. So the dredge spoil you mentioned, I think it was cool to do that, but it was also like kind of a pain in the ass. Like that's what I was standing there with a hose. Yeah. That's what like, I was oh, saying. Whatever. The love, like, hate. Like it, exactly. you want to dredge a ton, and the, the more you dredge, at the end of the day, the more shit you got to go through. So like yeah. that yeah. was the yeah. There's a yin and yang. And I don't there. know if it was like the connotation of the word like spoil. Like it was just like oh yeah, this this the shit we cleaned out well, of that's the what stuff it is. that we want to see. Um, but I was digging through the spoil. This was years after our first field school. But I was digging through the spoil, and I pulled out what looked like a uh, clock hand like a oh my it was god whittled, it was whittled and it was really pretty and I, I my first instinct was like oh yeah definitely like a minute hand or you know depending on how this it could have been the hour hand but it definitely looked like a clock hand so we keep digging through it and it's real dark stained brown and we keep digging through it and we find a couple other pieces that are like whittled beautifully like definitely handmade and i'm like shit this is maybe this is modern i don't know Anyway, we got all the pieces that we thought were related, and it looks wooden, like dark wood, so I'm thinking it's real brittle, like it's going to dry out soon and just disintegrate. Yeah, you got to... We we got it in the lab. We kept it wet, of course, the whole time, real delicate, treating it like it's, you know... Yeah, magic. paper. Yeah. And we got it in the lab, cleaned it up, put it together, and realized it wasn't a hand on a clock, but it was actually one of these little extension things like a Swiss Army knife-style manicure set that had a little toothpick, a little mini fork, like two-pronged fork, and a little, um, like, looked like an actual carved knife, and it was all pinned together on this thicker wooden base. I, I keep saying wooden. It wasn't wooden. It was made out of ivory. We oh my god! So we cleaned it up. It's made out of ivory, and the wooden base that all these things connected to by a pin was a fucking whistle. And we learned that this thing, Holy this shit. manicure set, would have been reserved for like the most prestigious. Like this was like, this is the iPhone of the of dude. This is the like, iPhone. This is awesome. It was like the the it would have been an officer's manicure set. Like definitely top shelf dude on the boat is carrying around this manicure set when everybody else is like, you know, struggling to eat a rat or something for dinner. This dude's over here, like picking his teeth, picking his nails, blowing his whistle, probably calling out commands. I got to blow in this fucking whistle. Oh dude. That, oh man. And I like, just, I was like, really? Can I do it? We probably shouldn't do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Cause we, once we realized it was ivory, it's hard as a rock. You know? Yeah. It's very, very stable. Um, you know, cleaned it up a little, with a little peroxide, and I got to blow in this whistle. That's you know over four years old. That was 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It was so cool. Just, uh, you know, connecting to that, like, oh, that man. was the 100% a moment. Where I was like, dude, this is, uh, you know, that's really more. You know why I feel item. like that's so much more is because, I'm sorry to interrupt, dude. It's just because, no, you're good. it's because you're making a, a sound so it like like a, a vibrational energy and it resonates at the same frequency i don't know maybe that i'm getting too weird but for some reason that feels like real deep it's and it's just it's it's that interpersonal connection though like i'm hearing this hopefully i i hear heard yeah. it the same way they heard it dude that's like smoking santa's pipe <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, man. It was, it was a, it was a wild experience, and I and they put it in. Um, it's in one of the books from the site, but really cool to say I've done that. And everybody's like, you know, I'm sure you got all these questions too. Uh, everybody, when I tell people what I do or what I've done, they're like, "Oh, you ever find any treasure? You ever find any gold?" Well, you know me. I'm not gonna know. You know, I'm not gonna ask you that. But. You know, first of all, it's not about that. It's not about that. Exactly. Yeah, I know that to begin with. Like, archaeologists aren't rich. (laughs) But, but like when people would when people would ask me that, I'd be like, "Oh, we found this wooden spoon," and they're like, "What? Big, big deal!" Like, that's the shit that got me excited. You know, a whistle, I a wooden spoon. Okay, so what a lot of people don't know is that there was a shipwreck underneath the World Trade Center. That's right. And I've touched every piece of it, and, cl- right. and I cleaned all of it. And uh, all the artifacts had been removed. They had, like, buttons and things like that. Um, dude, but, like, just when you date this ship and then you look at it, it's just, a, like, a little cargo skiff, like a single-masted cargo skiff, Right. And then they look at the Teredo worms. So these are like ship, you know, the, the, but for most people, they're ship worms. So in salt water, these worms will bore into the wood and, you know, carve out a shell. But you can look at the ship worms and then to kind of determine where the ship has been based on the species of worms. And, and then you look at that and then you look at where the wood is cut from. And the time and when it's cut, and you're talking about a boat that was built after the Boston Tea Party, before the signing of the Declaration of Independence, and went up and down the Atlantic coast, all the way up and down the Atlantic coast, and its timbers come out of Pennsylvania. You know, like, <laughs> dude, yeah. this is a war horse of the revolution right here. Like, yeah. And like, we, like just knowing it, you know, and there's no depictions of a vessel of this type anywhere. There's no like painting or a picture. It's just like this type of boat. It's like a redneck John boat that was just built and it went up and down the Atlantic coast, like right in the middle, right in the thick of shit, you know, just yeah. hauling crap. But then what they did with it is they filled it full. When it was done, when the boat was done, they filled it full of dirt and crap, and then they sank it and became part of uh, Manhattan Island, right? 
they put it there because there wasn't enough like solid ground there, right? Yeah, in like shore or something. You know, I mean, Vikings did this as well, where they'd take old boats and they'd fill them with dirt and they build land, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what this boat had done. And uh, they built a World Trade Center on top of it. (laughs) And uh, the coolest thing I found was the stem of an apple. (laughs) Do you know, like, oh, man, that felt so good. Like, it 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 sounds uh, like (sighs) I can't imagine what people that aren't archaeologists or even like, you know, just kind of amateurly interested in history, like hearing you say that, but I feel you on every level. Like it's, it's the, the, the little things where you can actually develop that, like that true understanding, like shit, this is what people were doing. No, but like try to get a better picture of what they were doing and how they existed in that moment. When I like, when I picked up the, you know, like, and identified it, I was like, Oh, that is the stem of an apple. Like it, like I had the shock wave, like the ripple. Like you kind of fucked the matrix up a little bit, where it has to, <laughs> where it has to render that much information immediately. Like it, it has to render that that far back, and it fucks it up a little bit, and you feel it. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's what Absolutely. it is. <laughs> forcing the forcing the ma- matrix to render dude it's the simulation that we're in dude there's a there's an awesome like simulation theory on the missing 411 have you ever heard you've heard have you ever heard of that so like throughout national forests particularly in the west of the united states people go missing and there's a whole like like there's there's some deep shit where like people go missing and they've been there before. They've only been separated for a short period of time. And then they end up finding either their person or something, an artifact of the person in real close proximity to where they went missing weeks later in an area that had been searched multiple times. Like, things like that. Yeah. And it's redundant. But I love the idea that, like, you go off by yourself in a national forest in the fucking in the matrix thinks that's too much to render for one person and they just fucking delete you <laughs> you just kind of slip into like, a, another like you go, for a minute oh my god it's so beautiful blip blip <laughs> like this is too much data to render for one human so we'll just put him under this rock <laughs> Do these people come back in these stories? You know that you. Dude, think? there's a. I think there's a Netflix or something on it, man. You can go down a rabbit hole on the missing four one one. There's multiple podcasts on it. Yeah, but oh, I just yeah. that's my favorite. My favorite idea <laughs> is that it's just too much to render for one one person, so it doesn't like it. <laughs> Not worth it for just you. Yeah, so stay out of them Shoot. big spaces. <laughs> When you're up, you can go there with a couple of people, I guess, because it'll, yeah, it'll, if it'll. If you're there alone, don't appreciate it too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. 
dude. So yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know which which direction you you were heading. I know you reached out to me not too long ago, and we're like, "Yo, podcast," and I was like, "I'm in." And we started talking. You were like, "Hold on, no, save it," uh, which I thought was cool. It was, it yeah. was real clever because that way we could catch up. You know, I I can't remember the last time we spoke, but it's been you know, shit, at least six seven years. Maybe well, two thousand. Well, I mean, we we only had the one summer of love. Right, right, and then you went back to lacrosse. Yeah, I just remember Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it whataburger oh oh my god i still tell that story to people what story what the whataburger story the is there a specific like like we just <gasps> that's we, not even what you're referring to no just i just remember, remember we went to i just remember we went to whataburger all the time and oh that you, god, and the ketchup dude. is is legit and so we got pretty. We were pretty left-handed one night. <clears throat> there was most of the nights to... there. I mean, we were college, like summer in Florida. Oh yeah, it was hard not Live, to live in the dream. All we had to do was wake up and go swimming. Uh, so not a not a problem. Yeah, and uh, but dude, yeah, I remember we were pretty left-handed in the drive-through, going through, and we just kept making what a burger like jokes and putting what a what a in front of like every yeah i want you got some water water that's it the water water <laughs> you said i want a water water and i go yeah let me get two water waters please and we're giggling our asses off and they give it to us in the drive-thru and we're in the window waiting on our food and i go to put my straw in and I uh, the straw wouldn't fit because they put some kind of like coffee cup caps on the cup and I couldn't put the straw and I go the what a the what a hole in my what a water is too what a small and you go what a fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I peed my pants in my driver's seat <laughs> and the lady in the window like chuckled but also realized how how messed up for it she was like oh my god I gotta I close the window yeah <laughs> we were we were laughing hysterically dude I'll remember that forever, dude. Oh, uh, I do. I do remember. <laughs> what a <laughs> oh, that that was the level of uh, debauchery we we were. Yeah, no, it was pretty innocent, though. It felt it was innocent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the beach. Yeah, I just I can't get over how much I appreciated your guitar skills. Um, dude, like I always like, I don't know. I'm just envious, but at the same time, appreciative, like so much gratitude for like the amount of, uh, I don't know, just that. And then let's talk about Byler. Dude, I love that guy. He, you know, I don't know what happened to him. He had, there was a guy that was in the field school with us who, you know, I guess he took his own life later on. Do you remember him? Knuckles? No, he was in the terrestrial. That's why you don't, because he was okay, in terrestrial. I was like, fuck. Oh, dude, God. Like, there was this oh, man. awesome fucking dude at that field school, but he stayed on the terrestrial side the whole time. And it was oh, like two okay. or th- two or three years later, he took his own life. 
Bummer. But it like fucking really shook me. Cause like yeah. I had a time when I was down there, like where him and I had rented a canoe and we went canoeing like way back, you know, another bromance, I guess. Sorry to cheat on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> Rest in peace, Byler. Dude. Well, he was music. He was music too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a guitar and played harmonica as well. And I just remember. Like you and him both, like that's so weird that you guys didn't, you didn't know him. We may have, did you probably I'm sure you probably met him. He had him like long, twice. he had like super long hippie hair. Yeah, and we do. Uh, they called it stinking drink every Friday. Where yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't go home and shower first? We just go straight to the little uh, Mexican spot, Casa Ole. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was always there too. Yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I couldn't put the face to the name once he said it. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd you'd know him if you saw him. But God, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like he was always awesome, and just yeah. Either way, sad story out of a good summer. I'm glad to have met him. I'll say that. I'm glad that I got to know him and meet him, and. You know what? I'm like, I even appreciate the, it's weird to say it, but like, I appreciate having to deal with the trauma that he'd put me through. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I took it real hard. Um, and I don't know, like, I think we grow from these things. Right. And so like, in that sense, like I'm grateful for, you know, like, I don't think that his sacrifice is in vain to me. Like, I've I've grown from it. Like, I've taken, like, what I can, and I, like, appreciate it. Yeah, I, no I, doubt. I, I don't and know. I feel like, depending on, like, what your age you're at, I, I've noticed that, too. Like, obviously, through maturity, you handle things differently over time. But, you know, like, I had, you know, a friend, a friend kill himself uh, that I used to golf with in oh, high school shit. and he was he was one of the funniest people on the planet like yeah have me in stitches every time we'd play after school like at practice and yeah just for whatever reason a few years later um ended his life and it, i at that time you know i'm 19 20 years old oh dude that's hard we, we wouldn't really hang out outside of golf um so like we weren't i wouldn't say super close, but I grew up, I grew up in a small town, a small school. Um, so it was like still like personal enough for me to be like, shit, but it what I didn't really like realize how heavy of a situation that w- was for him at that age, because I was still such a goofball, like off the, you know, living by the seat of my pants. But like looking back now, like it's such a heavy experience. Like it, I, I value him more in that relationship more now knowing what I know, you know, in my thirties, then I, then at the time it didn't, it didn't affect me the way it should have. Sure. Um, because I, I wasn't, you know, emotionally mature enough to learn from it. So I just kind of deflected it. Yeah. It was like, Oh yeah. Well, you had a lot of substances at that age. Like we were saying, like, you know, I mean, it was real easy to drink away any kind of thing, right, you know, right. when you're in your early 20s, like, 
almost anything will slide off of you at that point. And then Easily. it, and then it's, uh, if you don't, if you don't deal with it though, it like, it sucks, but it's, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like being, I mean, from the military, I've lost more friends after the war than during, and I've lost friends, oh, I've lost friends during, but I mean, like I've lost a lot more after, um, I've honestly, I've struggled myself, uh, with suicide. Like it's been a couple of years since like some real hard issues, but God, I had a close friend like kill himself. And like, I came close at the same point just because like, I, like I don't, in my mind, I wanted to like prove a point or some shit, but I was just fucking struggling real hard. I mean, dude, it would just suck. You'd get like, you just be at work and like, I work by myself. I just be at work. You get a text message that says so-and-so killed themselves last night and you just fucking, I would just crumple into a closet by myself. Like, I don't know. And what it's taken is me just talking to people and like, that's, you know, and I don't know what it is, but being open and honest with people, I guess, has been the most helpful thing. Um, I'd say like anybody like struggling, it, it, it becomes like almost, a, it, it becomes an addiction, like to think about it. Um, and because of that, it never leaves you. Right. To, to feel like you're, you're no, ready to take to, your own life. To have an intrusive thought. Oh, absolutely. That, I, I agree with you. So like, like if you smoke cigarettes and then you quit smoking, you'll have an intrusive thought of smoking the rest of your life. Right. 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 And I, and for me so far, like, I mean, it's, you know, like everything else, I just have a lot of tricks and now I'm just so, I've just made myself so mentally strong that I can, I can throw shit by the wayside pretty quickly. But I've, what I've learned is it's, it's, it's almost a like self-preservation thing in your brain, which sounds weird because your mind is just looking for a solution to a problem. It's that's all it's doing. It's like, there's a problem. Something's wrong, right? There's a problem. Something's wrong. It's probably your environment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's probably your environment. <clears throat> um, and the people, you know, like you just, it, it and it might not even be the people themselves. You just need more of them, I guess. I think that's it. Most people are good, right? Like, how, like if you just get a lot of... That's a bold statement. I don't know. If you get fucking... I don't know. That's that's a problem I, I have like is I see the so. good... I would like to believe I see so. the good in a lot in too many people. We'll say that. <laughs> uh, but it... Uh, I don't know. I... I don't know where I was going with that one time. It's all good. I'll maybe I can help you out. This took a turn, but yeah, it did. But I, but I already got a name for this podcast. That's for sure. We're diving deep. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm into it, man. I mean, everybody's got you know their moments. But I, I, what you said, something uh, along the lines of like once you have that thought, like it never kind of leaves you. But it's like easier to like have that 
thought like develop unless you talk to someone else. So like you might have that initial moment of like, and I'm not saying like I can't speak on my own experience. I've had some dark yeah. days, but I've never. Oh, I think said, we like, all have. It's like you've all had a racist thought. You've all had a suicidal thought. You've all enjoyed a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, I mean, I've had some real. I've I've had you know, my my parents worry to the point where they're like, "Yo, like you you might need to have someone come over right now. Like you don't you shouldn't be allowed to shit like that." But sure. Um, but I agree with you in the sense that like once you get to that that low point, it's it's it kind of festers until you can change your environment like you said like you have to be able to to open up about it be honest with yourself and and the and the the uh connotation like the the stigma where like we've we've developed developed this like mindset like you know like oh people that commit suicide are are weak like they just couldn't handle their shit whatever like no man like it's 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 not like that at all. No. And it, it, they're lying to themselves and they're they're those people that can't understand that you know stuff gets overwhelming sometimes are the ones that have probably yet to experience worse situations than those people ever did. Sure. And they they just they just keep lying to themselves about, you know, you know, those people are weak, whatever. I, I would never do that. But in reality, those are like the ignorant people, like ignorance is bliss kind of. They're just too stupid to yeah. realize, like, and to, you know, experience things on the level that some other people are capable of. Yeah, when I when I like to think about, like, my first introduction to an idea, like, if I, my first introduction to the idea of suicide like killing yourself you know you're you're a kid right when you hear about this and i was like what what the fuck like that's insane like what that doesn't make any sense because my mom had told me a story about a kid she went to high school with and i had found a picture of, of a kid and i was like who's this and she was like oh that person killed themselves and I was like, and then that, that, I think that's where it was. I was like, oh, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And then, like I was saying before, I think is, I feel like it's, it's like an innate, like self preservation mechanism or something. It's something that's like built in. I feel that is triggered for some reason or another, like your environment's too shitty, right? I don't know. I guess it would go, you know, like you're, I don't know. You just saw, you just feel like you're suffering so much and it's one of the only, it's just like, like, Oh, this is a solution to the problem. Like I'm telling you, I think Chris is telling you too. just change, change your environment, change your environment. Um, Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my heart breaks for people that aren't capable of doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, people that don't have a large group of friends or a, a mom or dad to call. Like, I, I, I'm i so thankful that, you know, my parents are still, you know, around and I can call them if I'm having a bad day. They do the same thing. Like, but I, I, I feel 
my heart breaks for people that don't have that that support group that like the the good girlfriend or the good boyfriend or the neighbor the person that just walks that you walk by when you're walking your dog and they just smile at you every day because you are walking your dog at the same time those little moments of kindness uh you know make me and again, this is like kind of like your emotional maturity as you get older. Mm-hmm. I, I I was an asshole when I was yeah. 19, 20 years old, you know. Uh, but you realize as you get older, like, you know, people are, everybody's dealing with some shit, man. And oh, there's yeah. No reason. There's no reason to just to not be a hospitable, kind person with a smile on your face if you're doing well. Because it's infectious. Dude, I was uh, just doing as- that today, man. I kept smiling at the my buddy, the plumber, Jeff. And he was like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? And I was like, smiles are contagious, man. I was having this kind of like uh, about to go too off. Sorry, I no, feel like it's yeah. about like emotional health here. Yeah, um, no, it's great. I was talking to my sister about, you know, religion. And she's telling us, telling me somebody's like going to church too much and whatever. And it's crazy. And we grew up Catholic, but we kind of drifted away from the church a little as we grew older and, you know, made our own decisions and stuff. But I think, um, in the sense, like most religions, if not all have like the kind of same basic, you know, pillars, concepts of just like being kind to one another. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the moment that these things were constructed or, you know, handed down from a flaming bush and tablets or whatever you want to say how it got here. I heard, I think I heard today, sorry to interrupt, but I heard on a podcast today, uh, that the Bible was written by future AI. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go with that. (laughs) So, yes. So, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger came back and gave us the commandments. Um, but you know, the, anyway, the basic concepts are just like fucking be nice to each other. Thou should not steal. Cause I feel like your, your body runs on emotions. It's like a machine and your fuel is the emotions. And you know, you can have bad fuel. Yeah. Of hatred anger, disgust, you know, you'll still be able to operate your machine. Yeah. But the result and the functionality is going to be much different than if you're in love, cared for, just genuinely happy, whatever those things, whatever things make you happy, your machine runs in in an entirely different manner. And what's unique about humans, like, you think about fuel in your car, like you got to put gas in your car to run. If yeah. you put fucking dirt, it's not going to run, but humans can run on different types of fuel. Yeah. And some people's with anger and hatred can still be successful. Like socially, they don't live as long. Trust me. My dad ran on anger and hate. He only lived to 61. Right? <laughs> you can still do it. You can still do it. And you exist and you're a member of this society. Whereas other people, you know, I believe as a, as an organism, we are performing the way 
nature intended when we are in love or loved or just just fucking flat out happy dude you're not the first person to say that i'll tell you what <laughs> that um, makes yeah i'm 100 percent agreeing with so that's it just put all that on my tombstone and i'll be good <laughs> you're gonna do a you're just gonna do regular burial not a cremation. I catch you as a cremation be, guy. You're Catholic. I want to be shot. I want to be shot into space by Ooh. a cannon. Ooh, like uh, this so, is a little side gig I'm trying to develop. But, yeah. Well, like a cannon isn't going to have the propellant to get you to space. You need a rocket, dude. Challenge accepted, dude. I'm shooting cannons into space. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> this is uh, this was something I feel like our generation might be more into, like. I've I've heard people. Some people want to be buried in this little like eggshell thing with like fertile soil and a tree seed. Oh yeah, I've seen and that can, the tree seed thing where you become a tree. Rad. Yeah, Very cool circle lifey. Elton John would love it. Um, but yeah, I I thought like our generation would be into like these crazy things because like I'm I bartended my way through grad school and we do like funerals and shit sometimes, but like where wakes or whatever, but yeah, uh, where like people would do celebrations of life where it was like just as bumping and fun as like a regular party would be. Cause those people, you know, had enough like good energy around them that people were like, we're going to, we're going to celebrate this person as a celebration of life. Yeah. And it's no more like death has kind of taken a turn, at least in that, that environment at the bar. Sure. You know, was, people were like, yeah, let's celebrate. You know, this person was cool. We're yeah. cool. We loved them. We all, we all got to go. They wouldn't want us to sit around and cry. Let's party. So I feel like our generation would be more in line with the thought of being shot into space just because it's wild. And I'd want to do it. Um, Dude, I like, I like it. I, if you go before me, I'll try and get you shot into space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's do you, on. It's fucking on record. Wanna... How? Oh, um. So, like, I've it's traced. I've traced my family lineage like all the way back to Norway, and Ooh. and I've Viking burial. Yeah. Well, no. I've literally found my family's graves. Like they're like my fourth great grandfather, even Gulseth. Gulset. Wow. There was no H on the end. Yeah. I've I found him and his wife Gunhilda. Um, and then, and then Oli, their son, he came over, they all came over. He was 57. Oli was only 12 years old. This is the one of the, the son that I did. They there's multiple sons or from this, from the two, but I'm just following my line. So then right. Oli was only 12 years old when he comes over here. Same year, Wisconsin becomes a state. 1864 <laughs> on the, on the Claus Thorson. But that was cool. It was like, I found the name of the ship. The Claus Thorson, you know, like, and That's then awesome. he was 12 years old, fought in the American Civil War for the North, like, got shot, like, walked from Wisconsin to North Carolina, just get shot. <laughs> Took wow. a pension. Yeah, like, found, like, I found their old farm. Like, I know where they're all buried. So I kind of want to get a spot right next to Ole. That's badass. I actually, That's and, cool. and I actually, after I had found his entire military record and then i found his physical grave he did not have a star for his service and i ordered one from gettysburg for him so now he has a star 
And uh, so he has a. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered one from Gettysburg for him, and so now he's got it. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Third great grandfather. Holy. I'll probably I like to go out there on Memorial Days. I don't do everyone. I might I'll probably do this one this year. It's been a while. But just go out there and you know, say what's up. But there's a bunch of other family out there in the same area. My grandma and grandpa are going to be buried there too. Believe it or not, they're still alive. <laughs> my grandparents. Wow. Yeah, my mom, my dad's mom and dad. Yeah, I take grandma to the eye doctor every month. She gets a <laughs> freaking needle in her eyeball every month. She what? Gets a shot, a needle in her eyeball every month. I saw that recently. It did degenerative blindness. I don't know. No, it's it was, getting, uh, her sight's was, getting better. <laughs> but it's, oh, dude, watching her, I sit uh, with her and watching her kick her leg, dude, I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, a, a needle in the eye, an uh, injection. Every month. That does. Sounds counterproductive, but that's awesome. It's working. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and I, yeah, I take her. I take her every month, and we uh, we rap about things. I don't know. She she probably thinks I'm insane by now, but I'm totally comfortable. I don't know. Probably like with my military experience, definitely. I would say like the idea of death. Like I have no fear of it. Um, like I had made my peace when I was like twenty. <laughs> by the time you'd met me i was good dude i'd already i everything is in bed bonus <laughs> everything's yeah. bonus from then like um yeah my kids asked me why i don't pray and i was like i used them all up a long time ago <laughs> um <laughs> uh but um no what was i saying uh how you want to be buried oh yeah 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 by yeah over there by oli and them that'll that'll be that'll be nice and peaceful i think but i don't think we go anywhere like i'm you're like my my dad literally died right here where we're sitting where i'm sitting like wow yeah but i've remodeled it's it's a lot different You've swept. <laughs> no, I've ripped this place apart. Like there was uh, flooring, paint, texture, fixtures, dude. The kitchen annihilated the kitchen. Everything, like all the plumbing from the floor up. Yeah, but uh, anyway, um, the point I was getting to that motherfucker didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like i have my great grandma's old singer sewing machine out in the living room and that was just here from him and dude i'll go out there and like all the drawers will be pushed like through to against the wall and like i don't do that Ooh, yeah dude i think i've told the story in the past about the keys i think i told it with the heel like like dude where these keys went missing and then they just fucking appeared in a spot that i know they weren't you know what I mean? And like when I picked them wow. up, I had that transcendent moment that we were talking about where I would, I immediately, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then having like an experience, like before my son was born, like when my ex was pregnant, like knowing like he was in the room in the, in the house before he was born. Right. Like, so like just having that perception, that feeling like, I think we re-up. I think we get to go into the, we, we, we chill out 
in the ether for a little bit. And then after everybody else we know dies off, then we all go, okay, you guys ready again? Like we kind of, we, and I, dude, I totally think you're one of those guys. Like I think, I think like me and you have re-upped a couple of times. Like why else would I just know and connect for with some random guy with Florida like this? It is, it is uh, a unique concept to think like we've lived before and, you know, somehow have like been reincarnated. Dude, there's people uh, that have journaled and then like proven it through historical records, uh, like their own past life progressions. There's this one dude that him and his wife have, he's meditated and journaled like 74 lives and 29 of them he's lived with her. <laughs> and then they like, then they found themselves in a photograph as a couple in like a mob wedding in Chicago. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. Like, wow. So, and I mean, like, we're not the, there's religions based on it. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, you think it's one and done? I, I think, think that's what they, I think out. that's a psyop, man. One and done is a psyop, dude. They want you to think that. Why do you think the Rockefellers have such a long game? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, somehow humans have developed to a point where I feel like we've developed such like a, a, a way to, we've developed such intelligence that I feel like we overvalue our existence. Somewhere. Oh, I'm definitely. Not saying, I definitely I'm not do. Saying we, we don't have a oh. purpose or whatever. I don't want to like say like, you know, kill yourself. Nobody cares. Like that's yeah. <laughs> quite a, quite a, a, uh, Oh, well we do both here, now that I think about it over and undervalue. I think we over and undervalue, but yeah, go ahead with I, your thought. I, I'm with overvalue. you there. Yeah. But to say that, like that when we die, we, we go somewhere and get another chance or just get to go somewhere with other people. Like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I love the energy I get from that. It makes me emotionally happy. But then in the same breath, like I try to just remain, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's realistic. Isn't a correct term, but I'm just kind of, I'm a kind of prepare for the worst, but hope for the best kind of guy. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, everybody wants to ha- go to heaven. Nobody wants to go right now. <laughs> if he- if heaven's so great, you know, why am I having such a good time here? Nah, well, that's just you, though. That's a matter of perception and environment. Right, right. Right. Uh, but, uh, no, like, okay, when you die, like, okay, I... This is Chad speaking. What I've kind of come to a conclusion of because because oh, when I, I knew that. you when I when I knew you in two thousand eight or two thousand nine summer bromance, I, <laughs> I nothing happened when you died. Like I had no like I was solid science solid atheist like I was trying to live without superstition at all. Like yeah yeah. And, um, and like just observing any type of superstitious activity. Like I was very conscious of it. Like, yeah. And 
I've 360 from there, I think. Um, but it's taken like a bunch of substance abuse to get me there. <laughs> Which is so fucked up. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> but now what I think is like, there's a light, there's an energy, there's a part of you that is not your body, not your mind. Right? Because if this is my body and this is my mind, then what is me? Right? It's, it's not the voice in my head because that's my voice. Then so who am I? Like you can keep asking the question to back to the point where you're just the observation. Like that's all you are really is you're the observation. And then like you use your mind and intellect somehow to decipher it. There's so many fucking layers. And I was thinking about this, like we try to fucking analogize everything and it's, it's not, it just is. And it's fucking so many layers. Like you were saying like emotion and like, you know, experience and memory and, environment it's all fucking layered on top and then you have this instinct built in for every moment and at the same time like it's like what i'm perceiving dude i was talking to my buddy on the phone and he was telling me about ebay refurbished uh getting a mouse for my computer that was ebay refurbished and i listened to pandora two hours later and it gives me a literal ebay certified refurbished commercial and like is that the phone listening to our conversation or is that me projecting my future reality <laughs> where I live in a world where now I hear an ad for that because I was thinking about it earlier. So I had a moment. Dude, my buddy was, was like, dude, the phones are listening. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they are. But I remember, I remember I was like three or four years old and I watched TV while I like play with Legos in the living room and I had nothing to do because I'm like three years old. I didn't go anywhere. I stayed home all day. And I remember like this, these few commercials always played on this channel. But I remember sitting there as like my show broke to commercial and I remember it, there was this like black and white fire truck commercial. And it was like for kids toys. It was like probably Nickelodeon or some shit that sure. I'm watching. And I remember like as my show's like going to commercial, I'm like, I bet that fire truck commercial is going to come on. And it came on. And I was, and then I, as it was going in my head, I thought of this other commercial. I can't tell you what it was, but I remember I thought of another commercial and that commercial started next. And then I was like, you know what? It'd be crazy if that same black and white fire truck toy commercial came back on. And sure enough that, and I, that commercial came on as the third commercial. It had just played. Oh, one prior and no shit, Chad. I sat there and I, as like a little toddler predicted five straight commercials. I believe you. And then my show started, and See, I was like, oh. that makes so much sense to me. Like, how you perceive your reality. Yes, you're creating your own reality. Like, literally. I, now, see, I wouldn't but, say the but, 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 not listening. No, but, you, but when you're but a I'm kid. I'm you in that concept. But when you're a kid, you're so much more magical. Because right, you don't yes. have all this shitty programming from America. Right? Yeah. You don't have all this, no, you can't do that. Oh, what? No, uh, no, that's all fucking America is, is fucking can't go in that store without that. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> Can't get on that plane without that. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever do you mean? What are you dude, talking about? Dude, like, come on. And and I was I've been trying this myself. Like I was out scouting turkeys, gas and glasses, but I call it. I got my binoculars and drive around with my binoculars. Dude, I scouted up a bird just before this podcast. I took a long way home. And, and now I'm, Hell dude, yeah. now I'm, I got five fucking birds scouted for tomorrow morning. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Either way. <laughs> Sorry, Chris's dog just jumped up in the video and it was hilarious. So cute. Dude. Sorry. Sorry. So. <laughs> What was I saying of like perceiving reality? You create it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Tomorrow I'm going to. You know, as kids are too, kids are more magical. And as you get older, you lose that ability, that connection with like. Oh, yeah. That shitty programming. Um, Oh, yeah. And I was scouting glass and glass. And I found a property for sale that was like 23 acres three bedroom, three bath. And it was like embedded into the public land. Like it was wow. so and, and then I drove up into there and it was, you know, I was like, Oh, I need this. And I sat there and I was like, I tried to visualize myself living there. Like, I want this, like, this is perfect. And I didn't even go inside. I don't even know what it, it was just like it. you all right. And then I, um, later that night I looked it up and it was 600,000 and, not that, and then I'm like, okay, so like I try to flip my mindset, like that's not unattainable. And for anybody listening, I probably make like 50 grand a year. <laughs> but I'm trying to like, you know, do the fucking work, but I'm also happy, right? So right. that's what really matters. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, that's not unta- unattainable because it's a program, it's a programming, and it's a mindset. Because I definitely don't believe in money anymore at all. Like, what the fuck is the point of taxes when they can just make up all the money they want? Whatever, it's so fucking fake now. Everybody knows it. Sorry. So, <laughs> um, so like, but then I'm like, dude, for two hundred grand, I can get forty acres, right? of just prime wherever the fuck I want. Yeah. And then build it. What I can build a house from the ground up. So, you know, I'm getting kind of lazy. I'm thinking I might just pour a basement and throw a mobile home on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a big, I'm just getting lazy. That's all like, but, but, uh, other than that, like, yes, I could, but I could like just, yeah, throw it together. I, you know, I've definitely thought of like, I've looked at properties with timber in mind that I would select cut and then build my home out of that timber from the property. Like I have all that. Like I'm, I'm hardcore in everything. Okay. (laughs) Like I I could, I kickflip a skateboard and I'm going to be 40 this year. Like I'm fucking hardcore. I listen, you know, (laughs) like when I DIY, like I do it, like I go and, I public land hunt, like I just I fucking do shit myself and I love it. And so oh, yeah. I got no qualms about cutting trees and building a house of it, out of it. You know, yeah. I would, I, I, uh, I would love to do that. That my, my girlfriend in high school, her dad and her uncle 
built their house. They had like some property out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and ground up, dude. And with the, the most annoying part was they had to come have somebody that worked for the county come out and tell them, oh, yeah, you got to do this now. I was like, what? You guys are building this your fucking self. Like, why do you have to have some suit come over here and tell you it's up to code? What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, this is your land. I like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It was it was it was a weird experience at like 16. Um, but yeah, dude, I would love to do that and not have to worry about somebody coming out and telling me how to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the move in the next couple of years, man. If you can gr- grab a couple of acres, because I feel like the money is going to fall apart and land yeah. is really going to be valuable because it's something. <laughs> it's not because you take a hundred dollar bill and a one dollar bill and you know tangibly they're fucking identical like yeah. the only thing that makes them different is your is your your thought about them is the way you think about them like other than that like physically there's nothing fucking different yeah. <laughs> like current currency is a wild concept and the way cryptocurrency is coming up which is like crazy for any like of my my parents are like what is that what does that even mean what's a what's a doge coin what's yeah what's a bitcoin and i'm like well it's an internet currency well what is that worth i was like well what's a dollar worth well you know there's gold in the mint somewhere you know that's the equivalent well you'd like to think so even still what is gold worth you can't eat it like okay well no 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 i'm gonna push back on you on the gold because you can eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I love to say that about the about deer hunting is like you, like what's a myth about deer hunting? You can't eat the antlers. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, no, but gold is a is a precious metal that doesn't uh deteriorate. Like that's why you find gold on a shipwreck is because it doesn't fucking disintegrate in salt water. Okay. It's a, so yeah. What are you and doing it, with and it? it? What are you, and it conducts, it, it conducts electricity. Uh, it conducts electricity. It's a, it's a, it's a valuable tea. resource, man. It's a tangible, so, valuable resource. Just like copper. Or lumber. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I need to know if, economy crumbles tomorrow dollar bills aren't worth shit but you have you know 40 gold bars on this new property you just bought out in the wilderness that's awesome i love this i love how you're pushing back right now (laughs) what are you doing what are you doing with these 40 gold bars i'm uh minting my own i'm 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 minting my own coins (laughs) i'm melting them down and i'm making my own chads (laughs) Uh, which are what are are whatever the fuck i want they're chads one back rub like they're like your valentine's like coupons like i'll give you one foot rub for this coin you know what what is a chad coin worth i don't know i would push the limit and barter somebody will fucking barter me for a chad a solid gold chad someone's fucking buying that and they're giving me cans of tuna and cigarettes and ammo (laughs) And ammo? It's a stretch, man. It's a stretch. You wouldn't trade you wouldn't trade uh 
a bandolier of five five six for thirty five chads. <laughs> Absolutely not. What if I throw in a couple of back straps? <laughs> there it is. There it there is. There it is. Uh, yeah. That's like the fake uh like perk like to any sale is a Chad coin. Like, oh yeah, you know, if you buy this car now, we'll 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 wash the the hood with some water like they try to throw in like some fake perk that like doesn't mean anything but it sounds good because it sounds like you're getting something no back, this real gold i'm you're talking about real gold though real gold i still don't that's what i was talking about is like see the real gold chads or, i mean unless you're gonna be wiring some electrical thing because you, dude when you monetary know, system crumbles fucking you think that like electricity is gonna be good no. <laughs> so then we're, so then then everything is on a face to face. And these chads are fucking real. Right. <laughs> we're in, the, like, we're in the, the triangle of what is his name? Maslow, Laslow. Uh you know, Oh yeah, the needs. importance the importance factor like food, shelter, chads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chads is down there somewhere. Not at all the way at the bottom, just one step up. Like where in the in the where in that pyramid, like where where does that serve a purpose? Where does currency outside of like well like these think things of, like having value the, like societally wise, think society, of the, socially. Think of the term currency. Current. It's like a, a a motion, a fluid, a movement of things. Right? So that's really what it is. And all I got to do is get my chads to move. And once they start moving, the, the sky's the limit, man. <laughs> all I got to do is get my hands on uh, We Buy Gold <laughs> shop. I'll fight, I'll fight you to the death on this. I don't see it. I, no, like, I don't see it like, either. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, it's so bullshit. Like if I had just solid gold blocks, I don't know. I'm sure that I could get killed over them though. So Diamonds. Diamonds. Oh wait, wait a minute! Now you're shit. gonna fucking say that diamonds over gold for some reason? Like this seems. Wait, I'm confused. Diamond. Yeah, diamonds. You are. You can cut things. They're. They're. You know. You can break. You shit. can. I don't really know the gold is. Down, you need gold to make a fucking mind. cell phone, though. But we're not gonna need cell phones if you know. They're, if we're not moving electricity, crashes. but why would I need to yeah. cut shit? What am I cutting with a diamond if I don't have electricity? I don't know. The, the if I got okay, okay. Uh, here I'm pushing property. back. I got a sack full of freaking fresh Jewish diamonds, <laughs> and my forty acres. What is that fresh sack of diamonds getting me over thirty five chads? It's the same, dude. That's the same shit. I could trade the the same guy that's gonna take my gold coin is gonna take my diamond. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to find maybe. Yeah, I know you were trying to find some wiggle room. Diamonds, no. But I, at the end of the day, like that's a personal bias right there. You need to eat. You need to eat. You need to feel safe, and you need to drink water. And you know, like you can't. You know, you could eat a dollar bill. No, but, you can uh, burn them. You got a fire starter. That's it. There you go. Some tinder and some toilet paper. Yeah, and I will sell you uh, plastic bags of dryer lint for 35 chads. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, I melted all my. Oh, I got I got paper bags of fire starting get get together. <laughs> like I just have like some cedar shims and some like bigger stuff and some tinder like you know, so my <laughs> brown paper bags of a fire starter. Yeah. Uh, dude, I already know how to get by. I got solar on my camper. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, solar. It's so it's tragic that that shit is not more affordable or, you know, mm. I mean, you tell me like, how are you powering your entire home? Oh. Okay. One. Okay. One, if you, I, I live in a double wide. So like if you're, if you got a mobile home, they're just too inefficient as a building, like the lack of insulation and the way that the roof is built. Like, dude, my house is covered in icicles in the winter. Like, that's because all my heat is being lost. <laughs> okay. So they're just, they're too inefficiently built for solar to begin with type of thing. Plus, I'm in a park, and I got enough. I, I want to put a new deck on the front, you know. Let's deal with that for, you know. I'd rather, um, yeah, you got to have batteries and banks of panels, but it's getting more and more efficient. And you can now buy like commercial size panels for residential type of, you know, uh, whatever use. So I am thinking that after I get a big chunk of land, I need to put a fat bank of panels on it because I'm totally about being self-sufficient um i want a property that has if not a creek i would be way like ideally i'd want a freshwater spring which we have a lot of in southern wisconsin like um it's not an unattainable thing to get a nice 40 acre plot with a freshwater spring on it and then uh yeah man living the dream get the solar panels and then um yeah you were talking about uh crypto earlier and this is a really hot topic right now because elon musk has said that he doesn't want to he doesn't like bitcoin because of the amount of energy that it takes to mine the bitcoin and so there's all these like little shacks that are sucking all this power using coal energy right but when it comes to actually like electric cars, like to charge an electric car, m- the majority of energy made in America is made with coal power. And so you have to charge, you know, your car using coal. Yeah. And then these batteries go dead and they have to be deposited of some way where they're not environmentally friendly. Right. And like it's something like like five percent of cars on the road are electric, right? Imagine I didn't know that. That's a that's a higher number than I thought. Yeah, but imagine if it was like half the cars, and then think about all these batteries. I, I think electric vehicles, while in theory, sounds 
like it's the right move, I feel like we're throwing a just a different problem at, to solve this problem that's not really a solution. Yeah. And you know what I'll say to like anybody that bitches about like gas guzzling cars cuz I what the okay, real quick side note. Your truck in 2009, what truck was that? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Dude, um, tell me about that. It was that. a Dodge Ram. Yeah. I had a Dodge Ram Hemi Daytona edition and it had the big obnoxious black fin uh on the over oh. the truck bed which made it not even a usable truck bed because what year was it though what year was that oh, truck shit it had to have been a 2006 maybe 2004 2006 oh man tell me what year was that truck <laughs> what year was it what year was that truck made I think it was 04. Dude, that's the truck I own right now. You have my truck. Yes. It doesn't have the spoiler, but I have your truck. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it, dude. I love it so much. I was just telling a story in the last podcast how yesterday the fucking spare tire cable broke and the spare tire followed me down the road. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, That's too funny. Yeah, dude. Um but dude, I have your truck. It has no exhaust. Um, it's so fucking loud. I love it because it makes it. Because anytime somebody's slow and I can pass them, it's just like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I had that truck when I was going to do it on my at my undergrad. Sure. And I went to Eckerd, which is a very uh environmentally like yeah sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they were super woke lots of hippies there i'm all about it that was fine sure but they had right next to handicap spots they had uh hybrid vehicle spots oh yeah but they called them technically like yeah eco-friendly vehicles they call them eco-friendly vehicles (laughs) eco-friendly or something yeah and i got one of the decals that said it's uh, E ethanol eighty five or something. Oh yeah, and you're I put and you put it on your truck. Which, yeah, yeah which meant, dude, and then dude. I parked on those spots, and then I parked on those spots, and they gave me a ticket immediately. And I was like, actually, by definition, my vehicle because in in mm. the uh, two thousand four Rams trucks they could take up to fifteen percent ethanol in the gasoline or some bullshit. Yeah, and I conjured up this excuse. As to why it fit the definition for what those parking spaces were right on for. you, dude. And they just voided the ticket, and ne- I never got one again. And you got to keep parking there. And I parked there every day. Yes, dude. Oh, I fucking love that so much. <laughs> I'm sure after I graduated, they're like, "All right, we gotta we gotta change the wording on these fucking signs." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this guy beat us, but we'll just him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly dude, dude that's too funny they didn't even like send back like well you're right we'll avoid this tar- pit ticket i just it just didn't show up and i never heard from him again and i didn't get him more they were like we're not gonna admit defeat we're just gonna ignore yeah. him now yeah but any fucking celebrity that complains about fossil fuel emissions s- 
flies in a jet that uses more or that expels more shit into the air than my truck does all year. Right? So that's what I say. Like, it, I just, uh, I don't know. I Anybody that speaks out against that fucking uses, like, pollutes the earth way more than I do. Anybody that has right. a voice to even speak about it is polluting more than me. <laughs> and you put together. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so I feel like us uh, as people, us as a, uh, you know, human beings have, uh, I, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was like put much more eloquently than I'm about to explain it. But like our standard of living during our entire existence has never reverted downward. Like we've never gone backward. We've never been like, Oh, we invented, uh, color TVs, but Nope. It's bad. Let's all use black and white. (laughs) Eight track. I mean, we have some setbacks, the mini disc, so laser disc <laughs> I've, like I've, i saw jurassic park on laser disc. that has we're on this path that is never deterred from like just upwards yeah and it's getting harder and harder because there's so many more people on the planet to like collectively do something different because there's always the divisive rhetoric or you know the separation of these two sides and you know we're never going to be on the same page yeah i wish i wish it weren't the case but i truly believe like just the way we exist now not just in this country but anywhere like it's very hard to communally stop progressing for the betterment of environment. What do you mean by environment, though? Do you mean, like, the Earth's environment, or... Right, right. Like, pollution. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like I, I wish everybody would just call it pollution. Let's, let, let's not call it global warming or climate change or make anything political. Just, they made COVID political. Like, wearing a mask is a political statement. And, and, uh, like, let's, let's take that out of, like, it's the earth. The earth does not fucking care, right? What your politics are. (laughs) I I guess never, COVID doesn't either, but, (laughs) but, uh, it's just so frustrating. I, hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Do you have to pause or anything, or can we keep doing this? Yeah, keep going. I just got to find a better way to charge this. That's fine. I just get frustrated with, like, like yeah, like I was saying, we should just call it pollution. Like, call it what it is. Like, don't pollute the air, don't pollute the water, don't throw shit on the ground. Like, I don't know. Like, I take the kids out and we pick stuff up when we go to parks, and... It, 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 you know what? Honestly, it got harder with COVID because I like I like picking like I always just pick up trash if I see it. And uh, once COVID hit, like uh, initially, like I think everybody, I you know, you didn't want to just pick up some trash, right? Didn't want right. to like, and the mask thing is the fucking worst because you see masks in the parking lot 
all over the fucking place. You don't want to yeah. pick. You don't want to pick it up. Archaeologists in hundreds of years are going to find like oh a layer. <laughs> Dude, there's gonna be a mask layer, like with the little wire, the little nose wire mask layer. Dude, it's gonna be there. You're it's gonna so be a fucking right. Graphic point in time. You're so right. They are going it's, to know it's gonna there exist. There was a global pandemic. Oh my god, you are so correct. I've never thought of that because how many times has a mask blown out of somebody's car window? Right? Like that little metal wire is going to survive. That little metal nose wire. And even maybe even like the elastic ear band. Yeah, maybe even more of it. Yeah. Depending on depending on what it's made be, out of. Because yeah, this, yeah. this has gone on since last March. Yep. I remember actually being in my office. I used to work in Maryland. And I was in my office and I had heard people wearing masks everywhere and i was like shit maybe i should put a mask on no they... my my good friends my good friend's dad was found after being like alone in his own bed like got sick as a dog and he lived alone or whatever it just kind of like was like shit maybe i should put a mask on yeah but i was doing it kind of as like a joke didn't you hear there's a pandemic and i was wearing my mask around the office because we had the mask from the lab yeah and i got yelled at by my my manager at the time, he's like, "Put that off your, take that off your scaring people." Like I, I got wow, wow, so is that that's awesome, dude. Months. That's crazy. I went offshore for a few months. I came back and things had gotten much worse since I had been offshore. And I came back and I took my mask off for like thirty seconds while I was like talking to someone else in the office. And I got screamed at by the same asshole in my office. He's like, "Chris, put your mask on." <laughs> I was like, man, I can't please anybody. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I've been pretty. Uh, I don't know, up and down with it. I guess I wear a bandana at work around my neck because I think it's stylish, and I have a bunch of them that are all different colors. And I like work around to like drywall dust and all that stuff too. So like, I like to have it to just pull it up, especially when I'm sweeping things like that. Yep, and so I'm going to continue wearing the bandana at work for my own health uh, around uh, construction dust. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of benefits to COVID. Like people stayed the fuck away from me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. Um, I like Flashback it. Back to thirty minutes ago, where I was like, "Just smile at everyone, be nice." Nah, sometimes <laughs> I like to be left alone too. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, wearing a mask like the pandemic, like genuinely, like made people respect each other's personal space. Yeah. Oh yeah, For and I think I think that we've all kind of felt like a new like wave of energy or upgrade and super superpowers, whatever you want to say. We're all more intuitive than we were five years ago for some weird reason. Okay? We can all see through lies. If you're listening to this podcast anyway, I'm talking to you. Because if you're not, because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't feeling this already. So, (laughs) (laughs) we're all like, you can see through any bullshit. Like, 
You could have the two best actors in the world have a fist fight on the street and you would know it is fake because the energy wouldn't be behind it. Right? Like you, you you just read anybody's energy. You can see their intent without any of their words. Like their word, like people's words don't even really matter much anymore because their intent behind it is so fucking obvious. And when, uh, it's almost like become more annoying when people get upset because they think you can't read their intent. Like, like I'm trying to pull some bullshit on you and I know you can't read my intent. So that's why I'm going to get upset with you. (laughs) I'm like, no, I fucking see your intent. This is bullshit. Let's just be open and honest about everything here. Like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude it's it's been heavy dude I, it, uh, I think that the I separation I, I helps. was nodding so aggressively to everything you were just saying but like i really don't know how to put it in words yeah so exactly like, like it's it's um it's so it's so real and tangible now that it's 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 frustrating when like the money thing is so blatant you know like wait you just made up all the money you wanted and you're just giving it to people randomly like now they're they're basically installing a uh universal basic income and starting with the kids like once you get the kids hooked then you make it a part of your life and you're used to that money coming in and then bam that's it you're owned by the company store and so yeah i don't know where i was going but uh I just get the. Where was I going, Chris? We got this. I, I know what you're talking about. Hold on. I just the the tangible uh, the obviousness of reality now, and the fact that I think the separation helped us get some uh, grasp on that feeling. I guess. I think that's what we we're both going towards is like the COVID, the part of COVID helping is that like all of a sudden we, for some reason or another, we have a new superpower and where, or several, I think that some people have many, I've had all kinds of weird shit happen that I've never experienced before in the last couple of months. And every day I'm looking for something new. So maybe that makes me even weirder, but I don't <laughs> fucking care. It's fun as fuck. Um, but, uh, when nobody else is like wanting to accept it, I uh, I don't know. It's almost you gotta write them off as an NPC, not player character. I guess I, the 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 space has helped us. Like I guess it's helped me anyway. This the social distance has helped me hone this because now, like I'm like when I am in proximity to somebody, I can read them real fucking good. You know, like now get within six feet of somebody that isn't that you're not around all the time and see how well you read them energetically. I guarantee you are fucking locked in their soul. Like they they can't say anything that would be a a, would be fake. There's no way that they would be able to. And if they did, it would be frustrating for you to talk to them. You would have to end the conversation because you can just 
Ah, man. You feeling it, aren't you? You feel it. Get within get within six feet of somebody and ask them what their name is if you don't know them and try and see if they can fucking lie to you because I guarantee they can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? I love, I'm right. You I can, you can see it in your mind. The, like, the, uh, the effects it has on, it's had on communication too. Like when people are wearing masks, like now eye contact is like a mandatory thing. So you can understand what people are smiling, smiling with their eyes doing and thinking like, yeah, smiling, yawning, uh, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, I totally uh, get it. I totally get it. And, and, and like the big question is, is like, is like, what's with the facial recognition software? Like, how is that fucked up with this? <laughs> it, it was so annoying, though, like, because as soon as I got a phone that recognized my face and then I could like pay for shit with it, I had to wear a mask in public. So I was like, now I can't I just put I can't pay for things with my phone. I, I just got it. <laughs> I would just put my mask down in front of everybody and do it. Sure. I would just double click well, the thing to use my Apple wallet, pull my mask down so it would see my face and put it back up. Sure. And well, tap my phone against the thing. Apparently the CDC has lifted the regulation the restrictions on people with the vaccination. Um they've made it rather confusing. If you just click on some YouTube CD click YouTube CDC <laughs> and and try and watch <laughs> some of their videos and try and understand what you are supposed to do as a as an American, I guess, when you go to the grocery store. Like, cause that's real, that's real fucking confusing. Let's say I've got, uh, let's say I've got, I've got, I'm a month out and I've uh, had both Modernas. Can I go to the grocery store without a mask? Like, I don't know. The CDC so confusing on it right I mean, now. My impression is, is yes, but Every exactly your impression down in here, Florida, you can't give me a all the employees are still wearing masks. Exactly. You can't give me a straight answer. Like all the employees like, still have signs up. And I feel like and a part of me is like wants to wear a mask because the employee has to suffer. Like the dude at Gander Mountain, if I'm standing there trying to buy a gun at Gander Mountain or something or, you know, asking about a turkey call. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> that guy's got to stand there and talk to me with a mask on and i feel obligated to wear a mask because he does like i have to suffer for his suffering not because you know but whereas if i wasn't wearing a mask i honestly feel like i would make that guy more comfortable a hundred percent i got an uber the other day yeah. And as I was walking to the car, I realized I didn't have my mask on my face because I'm fucking outdoors, which is you shouldn't wear a mask outside by yourself. If you do, you're a loony tune. No, you're not listening to this podcast. To the door. Stop listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> you won't know me. But, uh, no, if you are outside by yourself wearing door. a mask, stop listening to this podcast. Just shut it off now. Hang up. <laughs> I grabbed the door handle and I was like, shit, Ubers make you check. Yes, I'll wear a mask in the car. So I grab it and I put it on and I hop in. And as I'm putting it on, I'm like, how you doing, man? I look up and the guy, the driver is like, oh, shit, I don't have my mask on either. And he reaches over to grab it. And I was like, uh, you don't have to wear that if I don't. And he's like, cool. 
and we took it off, and it was fine. Yeah. Nobody wants to fucking wear these things unless you're trying to make a statement or something. And you know, I'm all about if you feel more comfortable if, because you're genuinely yeah. concerned about your health because you're close to me, and you want me to wear a mask. I have no problem with that. Neither if do you I. Run a business, and you want me to hop on one foot while I get food at your buffet at your restaurant i'll fucking do it because it's your business if i want to do business in your place of work or your your business whatever you want me to do if i want to be there i'll abide yeah if your your requests are too crazy i will spend my money elsewhere yeah for your buffet yeah i don't have to fucking shop here i don't have to eat here my current doesn't have to flow your way (laughs) what i don't like is all these anti-maskers Trying to say, I don't have to wear one in here because the guy, well, no, you're in somebody else's place. Sure. It's what they want you to do. Yeah. And so, like, there's this, this, like, this inconsiderate nature about some people that are like, yeah, I don't like that either. I get that. I respect that. But you're free when you're in public places. Same reason when you come into my house, my mom would want you to take your shoes off. Yes. You know, this is America. You don't have to take your shoes off. Take <laughs> your fucking shoes off, or my mother will beat us both. <laughs> Dude, that's so, so perfect. You know, that's so perfect, man. And it's, but I mean, like, I, in the very beginning, I looked at, like, the efficacy, like, of mask wearing and i was like oh wait you have to have like a clean mask and be like clean handed and then put it on very carefully and then don't touch your face at all the whole fucking time and then remove it and throw it away right like that's like how to do that shit right but what do we do we pull this fucking napkin out of our pocket and we stick it on our fucking buggers and we like rub it around. We pull it up and down, touch it with our fingers and everything else. We touch the door handles. It's fucking pointless. It's fucking pointless. Like hundred percent. And so if it like, yeah, again, I think it like I do it to make other people feel better, I guess is my whole thing. But again, back to your point is that when not wearing a mask makes somebody feel better, they'll do that too. (laughs) I also have been getting much more bold since I got my, I'm vaccinated. Sure. Which one did you get? um, Yeah, Moderna. Okay. Um, And to be honest, um, I would have preferred to wait a little longer to hear how everybody else is doing. Sure. But uh, my sister has a two-year-old. She's also currently pregnant. And I, I, you know, love my family. I want to go visit. And she wants me to be safe around her kid. And I'm all about Dude, it. Dude, so that's I did it. such a legit reason. So, Dude, my, my if, other buddy. Know, if they didn't exist, I might not have done it yet. No, my uh, my other, the other guy on the podcast, uh, Jerry, he, he got vaccinated because he's got season tickets to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And he's like, nothing's fucking stopping me from the races. Like, I'll fucking, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want yeah. me to shoot in me, shoot in me. I'm fucking watching cars go around. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, respect. yeah, exactly. So, um, so I now haven't. That I'm fully, yeah. Now that I'm fully vaxxed, I, I get a little more ballsy knowing that, like, I, on paper, shouldn't 
be you somebody should, you have to worry about and shouldn't have to have a mask on. No, and if you see Maybe the I new... could be a carrier or something. No, but, no, no. If you see um, the new CDC shit that just came out like three or four days ago, um, right. it's what they're stating as of three or four days ago is that like what's happening in the public with the vaccine is identical to what they had in the clinical trials and the shit is fucking like magic. And you should just be fine for fucking ever unless you get a weird variant which in and, and i don't know may i'm not i'm not even gonna go down that road anyway so yeah I'm now i don't know going into places where still have, they still have their mask signs up and still, like employees are still wearing masks but i won't wear it and they're not gonna say anything to you i kind of want them to but i haven't had anyone say Sir, no they won't please put your mask on they won't they won't they won't because they because want you to not wear it. They bitch. don't want you to wear they it. Don't want to wear them Nobody exactly. wants you to wear exactly. your mask. Nobody wants you to walk into their business with a then like when they see somebody come in with their business without a mask on, they're like, Oh fucking finally. <laughs> like, oh one of us, thank God. God, somebody yeah. that fucking is, is sees the light. Um Yeah. Um uh, I haven't thrown them away yet. They're still in the truck. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel obligated at the quick trip still, but not at the BP. <laughs> when I go to the gas station, I go to the gas, I go to the BPs without a mask, but I got to go. I got to wear a mask at the quick trip. <laughs> if you, if you want to take a flight, they're right next to door to flight. each other. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh but that quick trip has a fucking waffle egg sausage sandwich. Waffle egg and cheese. Like the like it's like a breakfast burger but made with waffles. Ooh. Dude. That sounds delicious. It is it's it's morning magic. <laughs> Have you ever got a Taco Bell for Taco Bell breakfast? Taco Bell breakfast? No. Holy shit, you're missing out. I make these breakfast crunch wraps to die for. They got like sausage gravy in them, eggs, like sausage patties, hash browns. I'm sold, dude. And you know what? Unicorn horn. It's delicious. I am sold. And I think that's a perfect place to remind me that I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning in the go out (laughs) and go out. It's going to be raining. It's raining right now. It's going to be raining in the morning. I have five turkeys scouted. You kill? No, scouted. I've already shot. Are you, sh- you going to shoot all five? No, I've shot. I have four tags. So how it works is you get like one week to shoot a turkey. You can buy multiple tags for that week, but I only got one a week for four weeks. So I have four tags, four weeks, right? But your week starts on a Wednesday morning and ends on a Tuesday night. And... um my first bird I got on a Thursday night, so like second day, and then my second bird I got Wednesday morning six a.m. Right, and I'm fucking pumped, dude. Like I'm, I've never shot two fucking turkeys in a season. It's been two years since I've gotten one. Wow, really? Yeah, and I got four tags. I, uh... No, so I started season four tags, four shells for my fucking shotgun. That's it. I mean, I have a bow. 
you know, but I don't, I'm not trying to bow hunt. I've now I'm halfway through tomorrow starts the third season. I've got two tags and two shotgun shells left. Don't miss. Oh, no, I call them. It's okay. One, one, the, the brush is pretty green. The green up is pretty thick. So you got to get them in close anyway. Okay. I don't know. I took my first bird at 10 yards and the second one at 25. And that's about as far as I think I would take him. Like I waited until he got to that point. I could have taken him before then, you know, but I waited until he got there before I shot. Like I kind of, I get in my spot and then I go, okay, uh, that, if he gets past that bush, if he gets past that tree, you know, then I'll take, this is where I'll shoot. You know, like I kind of pick it up. I I plan and you got to visualize it goes back to manifesting your reality. Dude, I will tell you this the night before I, and I got to do this, this good reminder. The night before I shot my second Turkey, I fucking pulled out my magic notebook and I wrote down tomorrow, the next day's date. And I wrote things to do, shoot a Turkey then, but I put more detail. I was like, uh, you know, cut up all the meat and get it processed into the freezer and get the fan displayed with the beard and then have a great day with the kids and shit. Like, you know, like I wrote out my day and then the dude, I need to do that here in like two seconds. I get the most out of your day, put a post-it notepad and a pen on your nightstand and make notes because you're lay down or even as you think of them while you're sleeping, like laying down to sleep, write them down. Dude, when you write it, or you speak it, you're bringing it into the real world. And so it gets a head start. Right? It's like yeah. it, like when you got a fucking math worksheet to do in fourth grade. And you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this division. If you write your name at the top of the page, all of a sudden the whole thing is done. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you just have to get that little, that little bitty start. Half the battle showing up. Yeah. Like every time I got into class in college, as soon as I sat down in class, I wrote the, my, I wrote like the class and the date or whatever, like right on the piece of paper. Cause that just got a bump start. If I just sit there and wait until like something interests me, I won't fucking write anything. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a important being efficient with your time nice all right well i will post my second bird on the discord um (laughs) (laughs) so uh i i might have or my third i'll post my third bird tomorrow on the discord i don't know if i posted the second one i'll have to look but i got the first one on there for sure and uh and a big catfish i caught Oh, yeah, I got them both on there. That second one was a monster, dude. Big three-year-old, two double-bearded, goblin all morning. That was oh, yeah, a- I saw that. I saw that on some social media. Yeah, it's on the Discord server. Spiritual Punk Rock Redneck. Discord is like, don't be scared. It's exactly like Messenger or Zoom. You just fucking, it's just click the link in the description, and then you just make a username and password, and then you're in, and you can talk to me. It's super cool, right? Pretty sweet. <laughs> no doubt. Chris, we, go. We, we touched on so many different things. You can tell we hadn't talked to each other for a grip. I know. <laughs> we, you were like, I want to talk about this. And then I was like, oh, yeah. This. <laughs> so we should do We I, I would love to do this again. Dude, you're going to be back plenty, plenty. 
This is so this is much fun. A little unorganized since we had to catch up a little bit on so many levels. So it's good to hear from you, brother. No, I think that we should wait until maybe something really cool. I don't know. They did find mushrooms on Mars. I read that, I read that <laughs> but I also heard. I also heard it was a hoax, though. Oh, like the Simpsons yeah. predicting the, um, oh, the invasion of the Capitol. The insurrection at the Capitol, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the the protest at the Capitol is is what I'd call it, I guess. Um, you know what I come back? What I want to come back and talk about? What this summer? This summer, the Pentagon or whoever group in the government is supposed to do it. It was under some like weird order Trump signed before he was uh, before he left office. Um, but it involves that you know the. Pentagon has to release a report on everything they know so far about UFOs or UAPs. Oh, or dude, yes, yes. Okay, so, that's it. Chris is coming is back for UFOs. I'm gonna get, I, dude. I was just looking at a fucking cube shaped UFO that came out of a portal in the sky today, like on my phone. Not, I didn't see it in real life. <laughs> yeah, was, dude, dude, I was watching this portal yeah. open up in the sky. And a cube came out, but no, that's like, yeah, this dude has like a bunch of photos. It is like a cute, a black These are all cube. Videos and photos taken by like our military, our servicemen, like oh, yeah. naval people on on boats and in the that shit's of, coming out this summer, huh? That uh, you know, tragically, I don't think that what is really out there will be explained to the public because. It's the government. They're going to fucking lie. It all comes from the uh, hollow earth anyway. It just comes out of the water. And then we see it in the sky. I think it comes from space. Space is liquid. Why would they call it a spaceship? Everything's a sandwich. <laughs> but maybe it's just whatever you perceive it to be at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I really wanted to talk about that this time, but I felt like it was too much of a stretch. No, no, no. Around. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But Chris, dude, oh, man, I need to, like, physically just as heterosexually as I can just get all up in you. <laughs> I miss you so much, man. Like, this has been amazing. Dude, uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to talk to you again. I'll, we'll stay in the loop. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to hear from you. Dude, take care. Hey, brother.